Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to the 2017 Black and Gold Banneret Postseason Awards, our first annual Bannies, Eric Lopez. Here we go. You voted on it. The fans did. And we are going to give you the results uh, here from our poll. You remember from our nomination show, we had all these nominees. Um, that lasted an hour and a half. This one won't last more than about a half hour. So, um, But we're going to pass out these awards to everybody. Thanks to everybody who voted. Eric Lopez, I, I actually have all the results here. You do not know them. I'm going to read them off to you as they've come in. Um, but, uh, wow, what a, uh, first of all, like I said, thanks to everyone who voted. I think you're going to be surprised with a few, probably not surprised with a few, maybe disappointed with a few, but uh, the fans have spoken, Eric Lopez. They have, and I just hope for their sake that you have the right envelopes when you announce these. Of course. Yeah, well, now, uh, I, have, I have the right envelopes. No accounting firms were used in the uh, production of this show. But we have um, 11 awards to get to. Um, again, wanted to thank a few people for helping us out with this. Um, I especially wanted to thank you know all the fans out there on Facebook, all the fans out there on Twitter uh, who were sending out, uh, you know, who... who I was looking at especially all the folks out there on the UCFsports.com message board. And thanks to Brandon for uh, being kind enough to allow us to um, encroach upon his digital real estate to help out our own cause. And, um, and you know, all the fans that were out there, I think we got a pretty good response um, from everyone out there on the message board. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Should be fun. Like we said, we're on a budget out here. We're not exactly, you know, a, you know I mean, I, we don't have any actual hardware to pass out. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll print some certificates off on my printer <laughs> and, like, yeah. mail them in to UCF, to UCF and just say, hey, you know, care of the winner or whoever that is. Just, you know, put this, put, get a thumbtack out and put it up on the wall or something. But you, you guys won this award, so congratulations. All right. Um, as always, make sure you follow us at blackandgoldbanneret.com and on Facebook. Uh, look us up on Twitter at UCF underscore Banneret. Look me up at Jeff underscore Sharon and Eric at Eric Lopez Elo. Uh, you can also subscribe to us, this podcast at least, on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and tune in. Um, and make sure you do leave us a rating as well. So, all right, we're going to do the individual awards, then the team awards. And we got some big individual awards to start out. Male Athlete of the Year. We had our five nominees were Matt Williams from men's basketball, Robbie Howell from baseball, Shaquem Griffin from football, Matias Puzolo of men's soccer, and Manuel Elvira of men's golf. And, you know, a lot of these awards, you know, it turns out the voting wasn't all that close. But uh, this one um, was really the first of kind of the runaways. The winner of the 2017 Banny for Male Athlete of the Year is Shaquem Griffin. 61.3% of the vote beating out Matt Williams, Eric Lopez, and uh, well-deserved uh, for the American Athletic Conference Defensive Player of the Year. No question about it. I had this one. I said that in the last podcast. Big impact defensively. Uh, helped the UCF defense play a lot better than I think a lot of people thought they would. It helped them carry them to a bowl game. Yeah, when you talk about the struggles that the offense had this year, you know, we needed the defense to step up and he certainly did the job. I voted for Matt Williams. I thought Matt was going to get this award here, but um, you know, Shaquem gets it uh, in a little bit of a runaway. Robbie Howell finished uh, in third female athlete of the year, five strong nominees in this category. Anne Marie Blaney, cross country track and field. 
Jayla Hervey of volleyball, Carol Rodriguez of women's soccer, Ashley Holder of women's golf, and Aaliyah Gregory of women's basketball. This one was tight. I think it was the tightest award that we've had uh, in terms of the voting. And the winner of the 2017 Banny for Female Athlete of the Year is Anne-Marie Blaney of cross-country and track and field. She rewrote the UCF distance running record books this year. Conference champion, uh, indoors and outdoors. Uh, and uh, even so, this was very close. Ashley Holder of women's golf finished in second place. Anne-Marie Blaney had 43.1% of the vote. Ashley Holder had 31 Aaliyah Gregory had 22%. This one was tight. Really couldn't go wrong with anybody, but it's Anne-Marie Blaney, uh, who was utterly dominant all year in her sport, wins the award. How about that? And cross-country getting the respect to win the vote, Jeff, and uh, she deserved it. Blaney uh, was fantastic. It's really in a strong field for female athlete of the year, very deep with a lot of options. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, she kind of – uh, set the the bar super high in cross country. What a year for Anne Marie! So congratulations to her. All right, Coach of the Year. This one we could have had as many as eight or nine nominees, I think, but we had to pare it down to five. Uh, we have Johnny Dawkins of men's basketball, Coach Abe, Katie Abrahamson Henderson of women's basketball, Greg Lovelady of baseball. Three first year coaches right there. Emily Marin of women's golf conference champion. And another first-year head coach, John Roddick, of men's tennis. Boy, this one was really tough. We didn't even have Scott Frost in here. Um, we didn't even have um, – I, mean, I mean, my goodness, what a, what a tough award category this was this year. Credit to uh, Danny White for this. I guess he would win executive of the year, right? But yeah. uh, <laughs> our Coach of the Year Award winner for 2017 is Johnny Dawkins. UCF men's basketball, and I was rather stunned at the um, at the uh, margin by which he won. Johnny won seventy five point eight percent of the vote. Eric Lopez. Well, it tells you the impact that the basketball year had on a lot of people, and I think the impact Johnny had on a lot of people. Remember when the season started, they had no well, people wondered if they could get to maybe even five hundred on the season, let alone an NIT berth and a deep run into the NIT into the Final Four. So I, 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 I think I'm not surprised because I think he had a lasting impact uh, on a lot of people that maybe weren't even following the, the basketball program prior to this year. I, you know, UCF basketball is clearly back. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, and that's credit to Coach Abe as well as Johnny Dawkins because they both had 20-win seasons. Uh, they both made it to uh, the NIT, and the future is bright. Now the expectation game starts for both those squads, right? Yeah, that'll be one of the bigger storylines going into the fall and the spring, obviously, in the new year. So congratulations to Coach uh, Dawkins uh, for our Coach of the Year award. Greg Lovelady finished in second place, by the way, at 14.5%. Uh, All right, some individual awards that we're going to call these gender neutral, but Comeback Athlete of the war, uh, of the Year. We got Comeback, Breakout, Newcomer, athlete, Athletes of the Year. And uh, I love each of these categories because they all have kind of their own flavor. Comeback athlete, somebody who overcame a lot of adversity. Maybe there was a bad injury. Didn't really see much of them last year. But this year, they come back and they make things happen and help their team to achieve new heights. Uh, the Comeback Athlete of the Year Award nominees are Kia Bright of volleyball, who um, came back from a knee injury to just be a uh, a key two-way player for UCF Volleyball. Jason Barr of baseball, who our buddy Brian Murphy profiled, who um, you know couldn't make the team twice under Terry Rooney, um, but managed to make his way into the rotation this year for UCF Baseball. B.J. Taylor, who suffered that bad foot injury last year, uh, basically didn't play at all and uh, led UCF in scoring this year. Jordan Akins of football. I... Watched that injury happen right in front of me in that game against uh, Furman. And I honestly thought that Jordan Aiken's football career could have been finished. He comes back, and he's a key element in UCF's offense for this year. And then Kyle Marsh of baseball, who also suffered an injury and came back after surgery this year to do big things for UCF baseball. This was, I think, the tightest vote of them all in terms of margin. 
But the winner of the 2017 Comeback Athlete of the Year Award is B.J. Taylor of men's basketball with 51.6% of the vote. Edging out Jason Barr, who had 38.7% of the vote. Um, But B.J., well, we talked about the men's basketball thing. I think this is going to be a recurring theme this evening, Eric Lopez, is uh, the men's basketball team and B.J. Taylor. Boy, was he key to their run this year. We wonder what he would look like. He missed all of the year before, and you're like, would he be the same guy? Would he be explosive? Well, how long would it take him to get back into, you know, would, how good would he be, the, you know, coming off the injury? And, boy, he was legit. I mean, I don't think there's a question that he's one of the big reasons why, you know, UCF had the success they had this year, and I don't think they would have considering the lack of depth, in particular in the point guard position. I mean, they struggled a little bit when he was out during the non-conference portion of the season, uh, you know, late there. So they, they kind of had to scramble some things. So uh, unbelievable. Great to see him healthy. Hopefully he stays healthy coming up in this upcoming year. Uh, that'll be a big key to the season. I can think of the only person happy that he has that extra year of eligibility because he redshirted last year is Johnny Dawkins. The only person, yeah. the only person who's happier than BJ Taylor, I should say, um, because, Wow, you get that guy back, and BJ, you know, knows how to run the point. So does uh, so does Coach Dawkins. So the future's bright for BJ Taylor. Our next award is Breakout Player of the Year. This is somebody who maybe they weren't injured, but they were really unheralded, and then all of a sudden they break out in a big way, and uh, they become a household name at UCF uh, for the year. Five nominees are Aaliyah Gregory for women's basketball. What a year she had last year. Shaquem Griffin of football, who's already won our Male Athlete of the Year Award. Corey Lovett for men's tennis, who made it to the NCAA Individual Tournament. Cassidy Brewer of softball, who is solidified behind the plate for Coach Gillespie's squad. And Matias Puzolo of men's soccer, who was a goal-scoring machine this year for uh, Brian Cunningham's squad uh, back in, uh, in the fall. And the winner of Breakout Player of the Year for 2017 is Shaquem Griffin. So Shaquem gets two awards on the night, and this one was a runaway 86.9% of the vote, Eric Lopez. Well, you didn't know what to expect from him or the defense going into the year. It wasn't like he was getting a a big, big marquee guy going into the year, and it's early blossom, and uh, yeah, I mean, I would say he fits the definition of the category. So, uh yeah, well deserved, and I think it tells you again why the fans listen. Uh, you know, voting uh, that that they certainly, uh, really, really, I think, were blown away by the year he had. I uh, this would have been tough. I, I between Shaquem and Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Wow, was Aaliyah tremendous this year for women's basketball? I keep thinking back to that game against USF, which was really a breakout game for her. But you know, Shaquem, like we said, the national attention for football, playing with his twin brother Shaquille. Um, the, the whole story about you know him being an amputee and going from a guy who the previous regime said, like I said before, said he wouldn't really amount to anything much more than a special teams player. He goes from that to conference defensive player of the year, and he's got another year remaining. So how about that? Um, this is going to be a uh, it's going to be a fun senior year for Shaquem. I'm thinking, and congratulations to him taking home two awards. Uh, for our 2017 Bannies. Our last individual award is Newcomer of the Year. Not necessarily a freshman. Could have been a transfer. But this is an athlete who, uh, like we said, new person on campus, they get things done in a hurry um, and move themselves into the UCF consciousness uh, pretty quickly. So we had two baseball players at the top, Rylan Thomas and Joe Sheridan. We've got Mackenzie Milton, football quarterback, true freshman, Maria Balcazar of women's golf, and Aaliyah White, breakout pitcher for softball. And the winner of the 2017 Newcomer of the Year Award is Joe Sheridan, pitcher for UCF baseball with 57.4% of the vote. His teammate, Rylan Thomas, by the way, finished in second with 31 percent of the vote. So between the two of them, they had 89 percent of all votes for newcomer of the year. But Joe Sheridan takes the hardware, Eric Lopez. Had a heck of a year. I wondered if the two of them would just kind of cancel each other out 
And, uh, you know, but Sheridan was fantastic. He won the, the final game of the regular season, beating USF to clinch the regular season title. Got sick, didn't pitch in the conference tournament, didn't pitch in the NCAA tournament. You wonder if he was healthy, maybe the impact he could have made in the postseason. But uh, had a heck of a year, I think, and he'll be kind of a big part of the plans moving forward next year to carry that program. Uh, you know, we have two freshman pitchers this year, I think, that both softball and baseball can certainly – are pleased moving forward with, with obviously Sheridan at U baseball. And then of course, Aaliyah white in softball, who was also a candidate in this category that I actually picked. I, um, we talked with, uh, Brian Murphy last week on the show. And we talked about like, you know, the cupboard's going to be pretty bare coming back next year with all the guys who were drafted. Um, we mentioned, uh, Jason Barr, who was drafted along with some of the other guys, a lot of seniors going by, going by the wayside for UCF baseball. One thing they will have coming back is Joe Sheridan, and he's going to be key for UCF next year uh, as they uh, head into year number two with Coach Greg Lovelady. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, we will have the team awards, including game of the year, play of the year, moment of the year, performance of the year, and the big kahuna team of the year. Coming up next, this is the Black and Gold Banneret podcast in the 2017 Banny Awards. Stick around. We are back after this. Hello, Night Nation. I'm Andrew Fegley. And I'm Trace Trolko. Um, uh, um, where are we? This isn't our usual spot. It looks like we've landed in the Black and Gold Banneret podcast. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard of those guys. You know, Nightline has UCF sports covered. Week in and week out, we bring you interviews with newsmakers and in-depth analysis of UCF sports. Subscribe to our weekly podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to Nightline on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at UCF underscore Nightline. Trace, can we go back to the 1148 studios now and start working on our next all-new Nightline? How do we get out of here? Go Knights! Charge on. Now back to you guys in the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Welcome back to the 2017 Banny Awards, voted on by you, the fan. I am Jeff Sharon, along with Eric Lopez, and this is basically like our last show before we head into the summer we're going to have some uh updates for you on some on our summer plans here uh once we finish up with the awards but uh, i think you're really going to like what we have to uh, present to you but we got five more awards to go it's our team awards and we are going to start with the game of the year uh we had you know this is just individual game or event um that we're just going to be talking about and putting on replay five nominees are the men's golf team at the NCAA Murfreesboro Regional, where they finished in first place, won the regional outright uh, en route to the NCAA championships. The women's golf team winning the American Athletic Conference Tournament uh, in back of a spectacular individual performance, once again, by Ashley Holder. She won the individual uh, championship as well, and UCF clinched the uh, War on I-4 trophy as well in that tournament. The women's basketball team going into Tampa and upsetting number 22 USF, a team that looked really good at that point, Eric Lopez. And women's basketball goes in and gets their first victory in school history in Tampa over USF. Men's basketball going up to Illinois and beating Illinois State uh, before a raucous crowd um, that was hoping to get their in-state rivals from Illinois in the NIT and the Knights. Spoil the party in a very tight game. B.J. Taylor's free throws clinched it for UCF up, the, up outside of Chicago in the NIT, setting up that game against Illinois that we all remember. And the baseball comeback against ECU when they were trailing 7-1, to and they beat ECU 8-7 to in extra innings, and that game really ignited UCF's run to the American Athletic Conference regular season baseball championship. The winner... With 80.7% of the vote, men's basketball shocking Illinois State in the NIT, Eric Lopez. I was, uh, I was a little surprised by this one, to be honest with you, about the margin. The power of basketball. I mean, that was a game where they dug themselves a hole down double digits. And coming back, the, the thrilling finish, and then finding out that, hey, by winning that game, you're going to host the NIT game, which turned out to be Illinois because Illinois couldn't host. Uh, 
I think that, you know, it was an ESPN game. It was a Monday night. It was on ESPN. Uh, haven't yeah, seen National UCF TV, basketball. Yep. And I remember a lot of people on social media, uh, fans were tweeting that hadn't tweeted about UCF basketball in a while. And, and, and so I clear, I, you know, there were a lot of people that watched. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the wide margin is a little deceiving there, but at the same time, and I will say it again, I mean, this basketball season, I think got, really grabbed a lot of fans, uh, really like maybe ha- and no other team has done in recent memory. And I think, and I'm including people that maybe haven't followed the program prior to this year. Yeah. I thought that that was, you know, to win that road game, we were all watching this game on TV. I mean, even I was like, man, we are toast in this game. And at one point we were down quite late, but you know, we come back, BJ Taylor hits those free throws on that late foul up there on the sideline. And, and we get out of there and we get out of there with a win. What an entertaining game it was. Um, and it set up just one of the most remarkable moments in UCF history, which we will wax poetic about here. I'm sure in just a moment, play of the year. This one was a tight vote, Eric Lopez. Um, we had some great nominees here. I thought that there were really two, um, but you know, every, we got, you know, all cat, all five uh, nominees got votes here. This one I think was the tight, the tightest in terms of margin. Adrian Killens kickoff return against East Carolina. Uh, remember, it caught some wind on social media because of LSU dad looking at that. Uh, that's our first nominee. UCF softball's triple play against Memphis, a game-ending triple play, the first ever triple play in UCF softball history. Uh, Kyle Marsh. His diving catch against USF in the final game of the regular season uh, in a tight game to help preserve UCF's victory uh, en route to the uh, conference championship in that winner-take-all game. Brennan Bozeman getting on the Sports Center top 10 by leaping over Jason Santana of Memphis uh, en route to scoring on a play at the plate. Uh, again, uh, all the, I think, let's see, one, two, uh, three of these were uh, Sports Center top 10 nominees, I believe. And then my personal favorite, which I voted for, Ashley Holder's clinching putt to win the American Athletic Conference Team Championship, American Athletic Conference Individual Championship for herself, and to knock out USF in the first ever War on I-4 All Sports Trophy Series. So uh, this one was tight, but the winner with 38.7% of the vote is Adrian Killens, his kickoff return against East Carolina, beating out the triple play, Eric Lopez, which had had a very tight 30.7% of the vote. It was tight, Eric, but Adrian Killens gets it. With respect, Adrian Killens, great play, fun play, exciting play. I would think, right, I think we all think Adrian Killings is going to make even more great plays, right, moving forward. It wasn't anything extraordinary that we haven't seen other players do before. It was a great play. I think hopefully we'll see more of it. I know this. I have never seen, prior to this year, a game end on a triple play. Not in baseball, not in softball. I'm not even talking about UCF. I'm talking in any form of baseball and softball you want to. I mean, you know, you want to throw in there. Never seen a triple play in the game. Triple plays are hard in general. You don't see triple plays hardly ever in games to begin with. UCF softball turning a triple play that ended the game to win the series in a situation where it was bases loaded and nobody out. It was a four-run game. Are you kidding me? Like. That is the clear play of the year. The fans dropped this one, or either that, oh, or boy. your, or either that, or your envelope I, got thro- confused with someone else, or we got a hanging chat. I want a recount. I can't believe it. I Unbelievable. Have no, I have no known connections to the Russians. They did not hack the vote. Are you sure? Okay, we. I, I I I think LSU dad had something to do with this. Well, there's definitely a possibility of that. I don't I think mean, that guy was all over social media after that play. I mean, it was like I remember like Mark had him on his show to talk about. It. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's probably a good campaign. But, uh, you know, that's that's the one I uh, I have to defend the girls on that one. That was an incredible play. And I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that ever again. 
Like, I dare you to find that the next time that uh, go ahead and reach out to me on Twitter. Where, hey, oh, I just saw this triple play to end the game. OK, let me know. I'm going to be waiting for a while. Well, I, I hey, it was tight. Hey, I, this was fact, this actually was the tightest vote in and, terms and, and of and the, by the way, under eight percent margin. Go ahead. It was the first triple play in the history of the program. I mean, for all we know, the next time that a triple play is turned by baseball or softball to end the game, I mean, they, Twitter would probably be outdated by then. I mean, that's my prediction. We might anyway, be gone. Who knows? And we both will definitely be gone. Somebody else will be hosting this program the next time this that happens, probably. Congrats to Adrian Killens <laughs> for um, he needed every bit of his speed to outrun the U.S. triple play. What a- for Thank play you. of the year. You were just waiting for that one, weren't you? Yes. You were just waiting. Look at you. Let's go to uh, moment of the year. This was a, a, a truly captivating um, moment. It could have happened in a game or over the course of a season, but uh, or over the course of a day, but you know, just something that made us really stand up and cheer. Five nominees are baseball, clinching the American Athletic Conference regular season title at home by beating USF in the rubber game of a season-ending three-game set. Um, wow, what a moment that was for Greg Lovelady and his team. Zy Lewis becoming UCF's all-time leader in three-pointers by either a male or a female player for women's basketball. Rowing, sweeping every race en route to the American Athletic Conference title for the third consecutive year, and again a berth in the NCAA's, Becky Kramer's squad just dominant out in Sarasota on that particular day, sweeping every award. Men's basketball defeating Illinois before a sellout crowd of better than 10,000 people in CFE Arena uh, to clinch a spot in the NIT semifinals at Madison Square Garden. And then finally, men's tennis and what I think is probably going might be one of the more historically significant victories for UCF when we look back on this year. Um, men's tennis defeating number 23 Texas Tech in their first ever match at the brand new uh, USTA uh, training center down by Lake Noda. And this one ended up being a runaway with 80.7% of the vote. The winner is, just like we probably thought it would be, Men's basketball defeating Illinois, the sellout in the NIT quarters. Eric, you and I were both there. We'll never forget that night as long as we live. No, I mean, that's an iconic moment in the history of UCF Athletic. And uh, it, it was tremendous uh, moment. And uh, that building being packed, I mean, everything. I mean, just everything. It was just, it's a moment that I think could be the a moment that we look back and we're like, wow, that was the moment this basketball program really took off to the next level. Who knows? But uh, uh, one to cherish for a long time. Just to give you an idea, all the other votes went to baseball, clinching the American. And I think it, you know, I think you had said this before. Any other year, oh yeah, that one's you beat a clear your- winner. If you beat your rival to USF to win the conference championship in any sport, any year would easily win. But that tells you the power and that moment, genuine moment of Illinois. Because I think that goes beyond just being a bad fan. That goes beyond just being a UCF fan. That was just a moment that touched a lot of people. Uh, you know that you didn't have to be a sports fan to be caught up in that moment. I never thought I'd see the day when that arena would get sold out for a basketball game. I really didn't. <laughs> And, you know, and, and I was there for, um, you know, games where Jermaine Taylor was scoring all kinds of points. And um, I thought that was the peak, just how loud that arena was then. I mean, it was it was so loud in there, it was impossible to think. And I think it gave everyone a taste in that building of this is what UCF basketball can be. It, but, you know, like we said, it's up to the fans in order to make it like that. And I think they saw, I think we finally saw firsthand what, you know, the, the, the true potential of UCF basketball, you know, if, we'll, if we're ever going to be a national power in basketball, then it's going to be like that, like every night. And I think there's a potential for that. Um, and we saw just a little glimpse of it that evening. So two awards to go. Performance of the year. This is an individual performance that just um, where someone just got in a zone. And couldn't get out of it. And, you know, we'll be thinking about that um, 
throughout, you know, when we look at back at these athletes, we'll be thinking about, hey, you remember that one time when so-and-so did this? This is what it's going to be. All right. Five nominees are Rylan Thomas, his three games against Central Michigan in a weekend. He goes eight for 11 with 12 runs batted in, four home runs, and he wins a game pitching. Uh, in fact, he won the rubber game, which is a walk-off. Matt Williams, 38 points, 11 three-pointers against USF. What a remarkable night that was for Matt. Cassidy Brewer of UCF softball, hitting two home runs, knocking in six runs, four of them on a walk-off grand slam on a run-rule victory on senior day. Ashley Holder, we talked about her earlier, winning the American Athletic Conference Women's Golf Individual title with a seven-under-par performance up in Palm Coast. After she had finished in the top three in all three of her previous years, she finally clinches the individual title as a senior. And then Linnea Goodman of UCF softball, Eric Lopez, with a school record five hits in a victory over Memphis in uh, the same game, by the way, that, that that triple play happened, by the way. So the winner, once again, with 81% of the vote, Matt Williams of UCF men's basketball, that 38-point game that I think put him on the map. You know, he's playing in the NBA Summer League this week, Eric, for the Miami Heat. And I think that that performance, where he had 11 threes in a game, made a bunch of people stand up and sort of take notice that, whoa, this guy can shoot. This guy can play. No question about it. It's probably the game that when you really look back, that's the game we'll remember about Matt Williams, right? I mean, he had a lot of good games, but that's the one against USF, 11 threes. Um, put on a, a, one of the great performances in that building's history. Uh, unbelievable. I was there. And uh, I can see why he got the big vote. And uh, and I'll, I'll pass it along to him. I'll be at Summer League to see him. And I'll, I'll pass it along, Jeff, that he's a winner of this award. And, uh, you know, so you better, like, get that, you know, reward, you know, gotta, award ready I gotta, so I can give it to him. I got to print it out on the printer. I think I got to go <laughs> get, like, you know, like the marble paper that you used to put your resume on? That's right. That, you know, maybe we'll put our – I got to give you – I got to sign it, and then I got to give you to yep. sign it. Yep. So – I don't know how we're going to pull this off, but we're going to figure this out. I promise. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's our uh, performance of the year. And now we go to the big award. This is it. This is, this, is your, uh, this is your album of the year if you're the Grammys. This is the uh, best picture if it's the Oscars. This is the big award now. Team of the year. Our five nominees are men's basketball, 20-plus wins, NIT semifinal performance, uh, in the postseason. Women's basketball, also under a first-year coach, 20-win season and a trip to the NIT and a win over ranked USF on the road. Women's golf, winning the Team American Athletic Conference Championship, winning the Individual American Athletic Conference Championship and going to the NCAAs. Baseball, a 40-win season under a first-year head coach, uh, one of the best pitching staffs in the country. And they uh, go to the NCAAs as well. And finally, rowing. Sweeping the American Athletic Conference Championship and having their best finish ever in the NCAAs in program history. And the winner of the 2017 Banny Award for UCF Team of the Year is Men's Basketball. And this was in a runaway, eighty-seven, or excuse me, eighty-five point seven percent of the vote. Johnny Dawkins' squad is the team of the year, and uh, I think it just goes to show you exactly what you were talking about earlier, Eric. UCF basketball is back with a vengeance, and uh, it showed this year for the men's team as they made it all the way to Madison Square Garden, the NIT semis. Um, you know, I was so sad that they, they don't have the consolation game in the NIT anymore because I would have loved to have seen us take the floor one more time in the Garden. Um, but, you know, wow. We talked about the big wins, um, the victory over Cincinnati when they were ranked um, at home, the, the big blowout win over USF. Uh, we talked about the, uh, oh, the, the uh, turn. It started with that tournament out in Charleston um, where, they, uh, where they made a run to the championship, lost to the defending national champs from Villanova. 
Um, but the run in the NIT, the win over Illinois State, the win over Illinois, and then the and then getting to the Garden. Um, what a year for UCF men's basketball. Well deserved. Amazing and not a surprise they win this award. That you look back at UCF uh, this athletic year, that they are the ones. They're the poster boy. They are the ones that they'll be remembered by most by the fans and uh, the year they had. In Johnny Dawkins' first year with the limitations and scholarship players on the roster, and people wondered if they'd be a 500 team. And not only that, they uh, they were very good in conference. They crushed Memphis. Remember in the conference tournament quarterfinals to get to the semifinals. That that's a it was nice to see. And and you know, good win against Cincinnati at home in the regular season with the fans storming. Little did we know that we would see something uh, even bigger. Uh, down the road when UCF hosted the NIT uh, quarterfinal game and knocked off Illinois to get to New York. An amazing uh, year for the men's basketball program, which sets up maybe the most anticipated basketball season in the history of that program coming up. But, uh, you know, it's a a year that I think really touched a lot of people that maybe weren't even UCF basketball fans uh, going into the year, that they're now all of a sudden are UCF basketball fans. I really hope so, and I do think when we look back on the 2016-2017 year, it was the year of the return of basketball. You know, not since we were students, Eric, did we have um, – well, I, I take that back. It wasn't. I think it wasn't since, you know, the end of the Jermaine Taylor era, the very beginning of the Joy Williams era, where we saw UCF basketball on both the men's and the women's side simultaneously um, achieve the heights – that they have. And in this case, you know, with both of them making the NIT the same year, we've never seen that before. And um, this was the year that, you know, basketball finally really did come back um, for UCF. And, you know, there are so many good opportunities that UCF has now in basketball, particularly in the postseason, that we didn't have when we were in Conference USA, that we didn't have when, that we really didn't have when we were in the, when, when we were in the A-Sun. And I think you're right. We're going to look back on this year and say this was when UCF basketball was finally back on the map and had a big time coming out party. So as we finish up, Eric, your impressions of these awards so far, uh, what do you think? The fans nailed it. I know you don't, I know you think that would, you didn't think that with the play here, but um, you know, what do you, what is, what is the story of this season as we look back on it now with it? We've passed out all the awards. A couple of things, the UCF basketball resurgence, the, the remarkable year uh, was number one. You think back to how about the new coaches that Danny White has brought in and, and the, the immediate success. Uh, you know, we focus a lot on Dawkins, Greg Lovelady in baseball, obviously Coach Abe Women's basketball, Scott Frost obviously going to the bowl game in football, John Roddick turning a men's tennis program that hadn't been to the tournament since 2005 and, uh, and, and got him to the NCAA tournament. And, and and one of the things, too, the, this is the first year of the I-4 trophy uh, that they had, one for a football for the football game and one for the all-around all sports trophy, which UCF dominated. And the interesting factor, Jeff, and, I, and, and this is interesting because this news has uh, broken, uh, you know, in, in the in recently here. Think about this. UCF beating USF in, in, in all-around sports. You mentioned let's mention let's talk about the, the hires that Danny White has come in. And right now, look at the program. We got football. Scott Frost will be entering his second year. Johnny Dawkins, men's basketball, entering his second year. Uh women's basketball, Coach Abe entering her second year. Uh good vibes, right? Uh you've got Greg Lovelady will be entering his second year in baseball. Everybody's feeling pretty good there. You got a new men's soccer coach that, you know, we'll see how that goes. In contrast, Jeff, think about this. USF has lost Willie Taggart, who went to Oregon. Mm -hmm. Their men's soccer coach, George Kiefer, remember, USS, very good at men's soccer, left for NC State. Matt Hill of men's tennis, we know how good they've been, okay? They beat DCF in the conference championship. He left to go to Arizona State to restart the tennis program. And the most recent one, Mark Kingston, the baseball coach who's leaving to go to South Carolina. Think wow. about that for a second. The contrast in the two programs right now, USF having a hard time 
keeping good coaches because they're bolting for better opportunities. Uh, and certainly you won, you know, it, like Mark Kingston did a remarkable job with that baseball program. I mean, that program hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in 13 years, and he's kind of righted the ship, and now he's gone to South Carolina quickly. And you look at UCF and the quick turnarounds they have in all those sports. Well, now USF's got to restart in some of these sports. It's a fascinating contrast of where both of those institutions right now are at. Doesn't mean USF can't be successful. I know a lot of people feel that Charlie Strong will do a good job in football, and we'll see what they do in in, in baseball and all that. But it's uh, it was fascinating, just a fascinating of contrast this year with all the new stuff with UCF and the new coaches bringing excitement to their teams. And you look at USF, they had some success, but now their coaches have left and bolted. And now there's questions about what that means for those programs over there. So that's a fa- that's a, another interesting thing that I will remember from this uh, year. It was the big reset for UCF. And I think you're seeing that right now. What you're talking about, Eric, is we've seen like the hires really come to fruition. I'd say the fact that, you know, for example, you talk about the new coaches here at UCF. The fact that Scott Frost, with the premier athletic program on the campus, you know, took an 0-12 team to a 6-7 in a bowl game. You know, basically 500 record in a bowl game. And his performance, in our estimation, was not good enough to be even nominated for Coach of the Year. Hello, Becky Craig. Yeah, and, and Becky Kramer also. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, and I mean, it's amazing what has happened here at UCF. This renaissance that we've seen um, in the past in the past year, and it's a credit to Danny White. It's a credit to the coaches. It's a credit to the players, and it's a credit to all the support staff. Everybody, you know, the trainers, the student managers, the assistant coaches, who we see all the time. The hardest working people in college athletics is your assistant coaches, man. It just doesn't happen without them, with all sports. Um, and they never get enough credit. None of them in any sports ever get enough credit. You know, the, uh, the unsung heroes of UCF athletics, that's, you know, those are the people who, you know, uh, you and I have, met, you know, mingled with on a, uh, you know, quite often, day to day. And, um, and, wow, it's a tribute to them. And so we want to congratulate all the teams, all the coaches, all the players, um, and everyone on a fantastic 2016-2017 season. And here's to 2017-2018, which Eric Lopez will be starting, wow, less than two months away, right? Women's soccer. Oh, hallelujah. Let's get that clock down, right? UCF women's soccer gets going. I'm going to pull up it. I'm going to pull this up right here. Women's soccer, hey. I think their uh, schedule is already up, and they're the first event. August the 9th, Wednesday, August the 9th, they have an exhibition at the University of Miami. Their first regular season game uh, is, then they have a home exhibition, August the 12th. Their first regular season game, August the 18th at South Carolina. Their first home game, August 20th, that's a Sunday, against Stetson. That starts the UCF athletic season for 2017 uh 2018 and that's wow that's that's less than 60 days away absolutely and by the way i mentioned the, the usf coaching changes that's happened over the last calendar year 300 and some days right not necessarily this just recently so i want to clarify that but still you get the point of the turnover that they have had over there but yeah i mean it's going to be an interesting year women's soccer you mentioned that schedule north carolina comes here ladies and gentlemen to orlando that's Arguably the premier women's soccer program that there is ever. Uh, absolutely. So that will be cool to see North Carolina come with Coach Zahedak. Uh Then obviously women's volleyball season will be, you know, we'll have that schedule out soon, I'm sure. And they'll, they'll big coach Dagenet and company. Uh, so it'll be a fun year. And, you know, I remember now in, in, in volleyball, you know, you got certainly Wichita State now as a factor in that league in volleyball. So. Interesting storylines, and of course, football now two days closer because UCF's home game, the season opener, will be on a Thursday night against FIU and Butch Davis. So, uh, which right. will be interesting to see some of the young faces on the defensive side of the ball, as well as how does the offense look in year two. So, uh, I think people certainly can't wait. So this will be fun. All right. So as we finish up here for the uh, 2017 Bannies, 
Um, we're going to talk to you a little bit about what we have coming up for the summer and then what we will have um, coming up uh, heading into the fall. Uh, so, like I said, if anything big goes down, we'll have an emergency podcast for you. Um, we're heading toward the, the, the low part of the year. Um, I know that you got vacation coming up. I know I got vacation coming up. But what we're going to do here for you, the fan, is uh, something a little special. So we are going to start, uh, we're going to do the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. And the Summer Sessions, basically, we're going to have just a series of half-hour shows come out periodically that where it's just a Q&A, an interview between us and someone from UCF Athletic Past. It could be a former athlete, it could be a former coach. Um, could be former administrators, just somebody who um, you know, kind of like a where are they now, if you will. And, uh, and actually, we, I think we can announce this now, right, Eric? We have the first two in the bag. Wow. Boom. Just so, like that. So we're going to uh, – so we'll have those for you. Now, we're not going to um, announce who they are right away. It's going to be a secret until the podcast comes out. So – um, but trust Marquee me. names in the from the past and respect their respective sports. Put yes. it to that way. Yeah, we will have some serious marquee firepower this summer. We've already got a couple in the bag, and we got a few more coming um, as well. So, and then after that, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fall sports preview time. Because before you know, yeah, before we know, because you know, women's soccer is going to be starting in August. Um, you know, men's soccer also. We're going to have a new first year head coach, like you said. Um, volleyball is going to be starting up soon, uh, and football, hoping to get coach Frost maybe as well. So, uh, it's going to be, you know, you might, it's going to be a little bit of a time off for us, but you know, it is still going to be, uh, a busy, busy summer for us here at the black and gold banner at podcast. And we want to thank you, the fan, not just for voting for the 2017 bannies, but for, uh, listening to us throughout the year and, you know, next year, Hey, Let's tell your friends about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, and we have a bunch of people to thank as we finish up here as well. Wanted to thank all the folks who've had us on as guests to help uh, promote uh, the website and the podcast. Uh, Eric Casilius, of course, who's, uh, who's done, you know, has had me on a number of times. Um, you know, we talked about um, how great it's been with Jerry O'Neill and Mike Tuck helping us out. Uh, we've talked about how, uh, oh, and we also want to thank. Um, all especially a big, huge thank you goes out to the uh, communication staff, uh, the athletic communication staff at UCF um, for all the hard work that they do. Um, these folks just, it doesn't happen without them, all right? And, and the people that we want to thank, I want to thank them all um, by name. Of course, Andy Seeley, uh, Dan Forcella, Megan Herboth, uh, Nate Blythe, Bill Morrison, Bridget Gale. Uh, I want to thank Chip Fontanaza as well, the multimedia manager, um, uh, you know, for just all their help and insight and um, giving us the opportunity to do this podcast for you. Um, because, you know, without those folks, it just doesn't happen. Thanks to all the coaches. Thanks to all the players um, who are so generous with their time um, and their attention. And uh, we can't thank them enough. Am I missing anyone, Eric Lopez? Well, we got to thank the view, the listeners, right? I mean, you got to thank the listeners. Got about all the guests that we had. What a year we had! Yeah. And that's the thing. We've had, I mean, yeah, we've had a bunch of guests, you know, outside in the in our in our media circles too. Eric Lopez, you know, everyone from you know Haley Outen from the uh, from the American yep. Athletic Conference. Um, you know, we've had Mike O'Donnell on. Uh, we've had uh, we had Taylor Young on. Um, just yeah, I, I mean the 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 list goes on. I know I'm forgetting a bunch of people, but you know, so many people to thank. Um, a lot of coaches we had on during the yeah. year, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, and it's uh, it was cool. I mean, I think it's uh, you know and that was what kind of we set up to do here, kind of go, uh, kind of take you to some places that maybe no one else has, and certainly uh, that's a lot of fun. And we hopefully hope to do that again in the upcoming year, and uh, as well. And as you as Jeff mentioned, we're not going away. I mean, there's still going to be content coming out. We got two major guests coming up. You're gonna where to go to the Twitter? Just go to the Twitter right now. Tell them where to go, Jeff. Right now, right now. Tell them the to go to UCF underscore Banneret. UCF underscore Banneret on Twitter, and of course, you can follow me at Jeff underscore Sharon and follow Eric at Eric Lopez Elo. And uh, actually, uh, you can see there I will be in summer league as Jeff mentioned. 
uh, trying to see Matt Williams there with the Miami Heat in the Summer League. And uh, if Jeff kind of gets everything finalized, I'll present him with the award. <laughs> exactly. I got to get the printer working. Because I know that's going to be the moment of really that's going to be the defining moment of his life. And he'll be it'll be emotional for him, to be honest. I might have to wait. Till his done his run at the summer league's over before if I if I present this too early in the week, uh, it might throw him off. It might so, and be I don't want too to much do of a distraction. It's absolutely yeah. so. Maybe maybe I'll wait till the end of the week. So ring <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we'll hold off on that till the end of the week. In the meantime, fans, we thank you so much for listening to us this year. Again, follow us um, as well as on Twitter at UCF underscore Banneret. Follow us on Facebook. Just look up Black and Gold Banneret. Make sure you like us there so you can keep track of us and updated and all that. Blackandgoldbanneret.com is the website where you can where I've actually got a couple more things that are up there. Got actually wrote a little column on the Donald Hay situation just recently. Uh, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe to this podcast for our Black and Gold Banneret summer sessions. Uh, just search for Black and Gold Banneret. You can look us up on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. And tune in, of course. Subscribe to us. Leave us a rating. Tell us what you think. Um, give us a couple stars on uh, iTunes. And tell your friends. Tell your UCF friends uh, that are out there that are listening. Um, you know, they're looking for a good UCF podcast. Um, you know, make sure that you hit hit them up. And also hit up our friends with a UCF Nightline. And thanks to Trace and Andrew who've had us on uh, before as well. And actually helped to give us the idea for this podcast. Um, you know, hey... We're all lucky here that, you know, if you're UCF fans, you have two great podcasts to choose from. Uh, and we thank you for choosing us and uh, and, and listening to us and <laughs> allowing us to take up some of your data on your phone uh, and your time uh, on your commutes, I'm sure. And we'll, be, and we'll make sure we repay Trace and Andrew by beating them head-to-head at our football little uh, contest That's in the right. fall. So That's right. That's going to be fun. All right, Trace and Andrew, are you listening, Trace and Andrew? I know you're listening. Get ready, my friends. Do your homework. We're coming for you. Contest a couple months away. All right. That'll do it for us for the 2017 Banny Awards. For Eric Lopez, my name is Jeff Sharon. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Make sure you stick around with us because starting next week, summer sessions are on the way. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great summer. Go Knights. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.